0: Today we bring you audio from the Embracing Autism IRL video podcast series. Welcome to Embracing Autism IRL. In this video series, we interview guests from a variety of backgrounds who are all linked together through autism. From advocates to therapists to parents and autistic adults, this series will take a well-rounded approach to sharing diverse perspectives on autism spectrum disorder. Our guests are encouraged to speak freely and be their authentic selves when discussing controversial yet critical topics in the autism community. If you'd like to watch the full unedited video of our interview style podcast spinoff, Embracing Autism IRL, please subscribe to our YouTube channel of the same name and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Autism Wish. New episodes release monthly. In this episode of Embracing Autism IRL, we sit down with Adele Starin, owner of Babies on Broadway, a baby specialty store that also functions as a durable medical equipment, or DME, center, providing parents of autistic children with pediatric ambulatory devices. These devices, the wonderful wagons, assist autistic children with elopement prevention, hypotonia, transporting of medical equipment, such as feeding tubes, as well as other medical complications. Join us as Adele answers all our questions on how to apply for a medically necessary wagon through your insurance provider, as well as alternative options if your request is denied by insurance. Without further ado, meet Adele Sterin. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Embracing Autism IRL. Today, I have with me a very special guest. Her name is Adele Starin. She is the owner of Babies on Broadway, which is a really cool specialty baby store that carries pretty much everything you need to welcome your baby home. And they have the largest showing of nursery furniture in the Midwest, as well as specializing in furniture, gears, pretty much everything that's related to motherhood, including pre and postnatal care, all sorts of goodies. But what I think makes Babies on Broadway particularly unique is that they also function as a durable medical equipment center. You might know these as DMEs. And one of their awesome offerings is a pediatric ambulatory device called the wonderful wagon. And this is pretty cool, because it's something that because they're DME, you can get through insurance. And this is something that's been really helpful for autistic children, or you know, even other medical conditions for fragile children and such. So they have been a big factor in making the wonderful wagon accessible to the autism community. And that's why I'm really excited to talk to Adele today. So welcome Adele. Thank you for coming to embracing autism IRL. So how are you doing?
1: Yeah, great. Thank you so much for having me on tonight. (laughs) Absolutely. So just tell me a little bit more about yourself. Yeah, absolutely. So I am a mom of two boys. Um, my oldest Remington, I'm going to age myself here, is going to be 15, and my youngest one is 10. About nine years ago, I got into business doing um, the retail baby store, Babies on Broadway. And my goal was always to really create a community for moms. It was really never about selling the products, it was about helping share knowledge and educate parents on items that might make our lives more easy. And so that's kind of what started it all. And really early on, I actually actually took a love for the special needs community one of my very first customers this is a really fun story was actually this baby that was having failure to thrive and he would not eat for anybody else and so this mama would come in every day at two run my till and I would feed this baby and it turned out later on that he was on the spectrum and he is just like one of my favorite little dudes and so I I mean it's just been so much more than a store and I think we've always said that and as I've seen needs for parents we've just tried to beat them. So obviously becoming a durable medical equipment um, provider didn't happen overnight. It was years of breaking through that red tape and becoming something that a retail store isn't normally, or maybe even most people think shouldn't be. And it started actually with breast pumps because we were seeing so much disservice to moms getting, you know, charged horrendous upgrade fees or getting really subpar pumps. So we kind of started in that space. And then as some of these devices came out, specifically the Wonderfold Wagon, one of our staff members has a seven-year-old nonverbal autistic son that really, it was tough for her to go anywhere with him. And, you know, we came across this product and realized how special it was right off the bat. Then we started looking into like, is it possible to cover this through insurance? Is this something that can be done? It's not an FDA approved de- device. Will it work? Is it legal? All of those things. Um, and so we worked our way through that and, and here we are today. So- yeah, we're really excited to be here and we love the wonderful community. And, and like I said, like special needs is super close to our hearts. So
0: that's one of the reasons I love you guys and babies on Broadway and what you do, because it's very rare. I think you guys are literally one of two or three in the entire country that does this. You mentioned that part of, like, the inspiration was kind of, like, the needs in the mother's community. How do you feel that Babies on Broadway does focus on the mother's well-being? And what in particular did you see as, like, a pain point
1: in that area? Yeah, I mean... We see many things as a pain point for either parent um, that come in on a daily basis. But I think like one incident in particular for me that stands out with the staff member I'm speaking of is her husband came up one day with both kiddos to visit. We had road construction going on outside the store and little Noah disappeared. And he so he loped. He, He took off and he's silent. So it happened very quickly. And we're all frantically searching for him. The best part is he was in the back room where we have baby showers, eating a cupcake in a corner, not talking to anybody. Um, But, you know, we were worried, did he get out in front of a piece of equipment, all of these things. I'm blessed to have fairly healthy children, but I have spent some significant time at Children's Hospital with my youngest. And so I would see a lot of parents struggling just to get through the hospital. Like, you know, they've got all this equipment, their hands are Fall. Maybe that the child has feeding tubes, oxygen, and like the devices they are using are not working. And so it's just those things that I'm constantly kind of on the lookout, like, wow, we can do better. You know, there's there's gotta be a way. And we started before we even thought about covering them through insurance. We've done quite a few donations to like Minnesota's Children's Hospital and some other moms out there. And right away, we just kind of saw, yeah, this is a fit for certain kids. And it really helps. I mean, the child feel safe and secure, the parent not have to worry about, the, you know, whatever their child may have going on, whether it's elopement, whether it's hypotonia, like what are what it is, like, it just makes it easier.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, so one of my kiddos is hypotonic and autistic and an eloper. But I also have a second toddler who is also autistic and an eloper. And I was trying to like at my breaking point, I was trying to use those the backpack harnesses. And I had them both on like a leash. And because they're elopers, even with the harnesses on they were trying to elope. So they ultimately pulled me down and ended up like really spraining my ankle really bad. So then I had two eloping kids and a sprained ankle and it was just a huge mess. And for me, that was kind of like my breaking point where I was like, I need this wagon and I can totally agree with you. Like it has been absolutely life changing. Like, before getting the wagon, we were kind of just stuck at home. We couldn't go anywhere. We, we, we basically had to either have things come to us or we'd have to just take one kid at a time and the other one stay at home. It basically just like kind of kept you landlocked or just stuck at home. So the wagon kind of opened up a whole new opportunity where now we can take our girls out and actually participate in the community and community activities. So that's been like life changing for us. So I know that you said basically that you guys are one of about three DMEs, right? The one uh, offers the wonderful wagon. Do you feel like there's any one particular moment or any one particular thing that told you, hey, I think it's important that we specifically become a DME provider because you could have just sold the wagons, you know, without being a DME. So what what made you want to be a DME
1: specifically? So, I mean, I think the DME part was we were already a DME before Wonderfolds came out. So that part was already in place. I think that moment of like, can this be covered through insurance? Oh gosh, I'm trying to think back. Like there's just so many times where we saw parents that really, the, the device is expensive. And especially when you've got a medically fragile child in any way, shape or form, a lot of parents were coming to us with just like, what can we do? We need this, but we can't afford it. And, you know, Wonderfold is amazing in terms of they do a lot of give, you know, giving of wagons to people and we would do what we could, but like, you can't give free wagons to every parent who needs it. And then there's another foundation out there. I don't know if you've ever heard of it or came across it, Ainsley's Angels. Um, and so they do this running in these specific wheelchairs. Anyways, they had came to our store a few years ago. And I remember them talking to us about pediatric ambulatory devices and the struggles of sometimes needing something that isn't FDA approved or this chair that you get, or even a adaptive stroller, like it just doesn't work. And that idea just kind of started forming, like, let's talk to some people and see if this is something that can fit the box. You know, again, I think when we talk about only three, and I don't even know if there's three now, it might be down to two, which breaks my heart a little bit because we can't get them all through insurance, especially with Medicaid plans, because we're out of state with a lot of these providers. But it's because it's not an in-the-box DME product. So there's this risk that you're taking of potentially not getting paid. We're willing to do it, but I do understand why why other places aren't. So it's tough.
0: Yeah. You mentioned a little bit about Medicaid. So I know that I've heard some people interested in it and they have a child who is on Medicaid. So like, what would you recommend to those who have Medicaid if they need a wagon?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, this is really a tough situation if you're in Minnesota, like that's where we're located. We're good there for some reason. We are in with Oregon Medicaid. I don't understand why they let us in, but they did. We are actually trying like a national sweep right now, trying to convince these state Medicaid plans to let us in for it. Real uphill battle. I mean, they don't want to credential you. They don't want to contract you because you have one product and you're out of state. But what I suggest to parents is trying to talk to a case manager, trying to see if they there's a way to get a one-time exception. You know, we need it in writing, and it's it's rare to get it. But if you can get a person who who cares, or you can explain the situation to. And the last couple weeks, I have had some um, different states Medicaid's asking for prior authorizations instead of a straight denial. And it's it's worth a fight if you can get it. You know, it's always a little heartbreaking for me to have to explain to someone that you know there isn't a way to circumvent it because they're just not going to cover it. But it's worth trying, you know, and, and continually advocating to the insurance company, you know, to potentially let a provider in that will do the wagon, you know, the other provider out there I know does, I think it's South Carolina, um, Medicaid. And so, you know, that's a great resource for another state to, there might even be two southern states that they do. But you know, we just I think you just keep on fighting the battle with it and and keep trying.
0: I definitely have heard those stories. And I understand that because each, state has their own rules and regulations. So it's hard to kind of get cross state rules and regulations when they might not line up or match perfectly. This process of getting a wagon, this is probably something that a lot of people ask you about all the time. <laughs> so it might be just easier put it on the record. Like what yeah. is the process for getting one of these wagons through insurance? Kind of like from beginning to end, what are the steps yep. that people need to take and like recommendations that you might give?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So we put a form on our website. This form is a verification form. So like I think there's a lot of confusion about what we're doing at that point. And we certainly aren't as quick. We don't have like that mass software that some of these DME have where they can like plug in your information. They're like, you're covered. You're not. We literally call every submission that we get. So I mean, when we're getting 300 of these, every insurance company is getting a phone call. So the first thing is be a little bit patient with us. Um, We are trying to upgrade it. We've hired additional staff. We're doing the best we can, but fill out the form. Step one, Um, make sure that you're using your child's name, give us the most accurate information, child's date of birth, you know, make sure you list a secondary insurance. If you have it, don't leave that off. Make sure that you're giving us the accurate primary insurance. At that point, what we're going to do is we're going to do a soft verification. People get really confused at this point because sometimes they're like, I want my denial, but we haven't submitted a claim. That's not where we're at. We just want to see if we're able to even start the process of saying, okay, you have coverage through us. Maybe it's in network coverage, maybe it's out of network coverage, but there's still benefits." There maybe you've got a large deductible. We need to talk about that. We don't want the whole thing shifted to your deductible because if it becomes your responsibility at that point, we don't really have the capability, you know, to issue these discounts that you could get through, you know, either the a special needs program with Wonderfold or you know, if you're just buying it retail, we can do twenty percent off and no tax, free shipping. We don't want to see you paying more out of pocket for any reason. You know, our goal is to get it to you at the least amount of cost possible. So that's kind of step one is like looking at the whole big picture. Like, is there coverage? That's kind of the bottom line. The next step after that is, you know, if there is coverage at that point, what is it going to take? A lot of times at that point, it's just the prescription. Um, A lot of people ask about that. One thing that's really important to know is we are going at this from the angle of a pediatric ambulatory device. You don't mention stroller wagon on there because what happens then is the HIPPIC code goes to like E1399, which is miscellaneous DME. That's going to get kicked out. It's not going to get covered. We have to use it has E1236, which is a folding pediatric ambulatory device. It fits the regulations. We have immensely looked into this at this point. And so that's what needs to be on there. The diagnosis code is given by the physician. A lot of people will say, well, what diagnosis code do I need? We're not doctors. That's whatever your child has that makes this a medical necessity. So I think that's another thing that people need to understand is like, what is the necessity here and how is this working for you? If you have one medically fragile child and you only need it for one, it's important not to mention that you're going to use it for the other child as well, because this is a device meant for one child, you know, that's what they're covering it for. So just some of those hiccups that can sometimes like cause a roadblock during the way. And so then once we get the proper prescription, at that point, we can issue the wagon if there's coverage. You know, the next step would be a company that requires prior authorization. I literally have named it like kind of the prior authorization hellhole because, you know, this is like an icky. We don't like to see PAs being needed because we submit them. And now I've gotten to the point where I actually have an IT team tracing the fax and the fax machine that receives it because I swear, like every time you call them, they're like, we never received anything. And we're like, why are we crazy? Like where where do these faxes go? So kind of what we recommend at that point for this process is we're going to initiate the prior authorization. We tell the parents at that point to follow up in a couple days. Because if you get that, we don't have an answer. We want to call them back and be like, this is where we sent it. This is the fax that received us it. If you don't have it, give us a different number, give us a direct number because that process can take 15 days on the short side to sometimes 45 days to get the prior authorization. And at the end of the 45 days, it could still come back denied. And so we just don't want to drag it out for parents that are, you know, waiting for this device months and months and months just to be told no. And if you need the prior authorization, it's good to be proactive to not only get the prescription, but to go ahead and get whatever else you can. So for sure, a letter of medical necessity. If you can get clinical notation from the visit, if you've got, you know, an OT therapist that can give you any recommendations as to why this is helpful, anything that we can gather in a packet to send that off to say, like, this is why we need this device, you know, and that's kind of the steps that that are taken. There's parents that wish to wait out their deductible, like where it can make sense if your deductible is maybe, you know, only 1500 and you're like, I'm going to meet that, then let's wait till you get to that point And, you know, take a peek at it then. If your deductibles, you know, 11,000 and you don't need it, that's, that's tough. But one thing I did want to mention is we do have it approved now to take HSA and FSA cards with a medical necessity. So if you've got, you know, HSA funds that you want to use towards that or FSA funds, um, we are able to facilitate that too with the discount. So, you know, we can get it 20% off, no tax, free shipping. And sometimes that does come to even a little bit more savings for some people. So, wow. Mm-hmm. So what I'm hearing
0: is that sometimes it's better to try at the end of the year because you've probably mm-hmm. met most of your deductible by that point
1: And you have your FSA funds that you got to use yeah. up at that point. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I mean, it's a good time to try. And if we're in network with a provider, you know, it can be a different story um, in terms of who it seems to work really well for. like I can throw out some names so that people yeah. kind of have an idea. Pretty much anything based in Minnesota, you're going to be pretty golden with. And then TRICARE has been really great for us, TRICARE East. Tricare West. Tricare Prime can be a little bit more particular, but almost always still approved. Blue Cross Blue Shield private plans are always worth a try because we are a network and preferred in Minnesota. So sometimes there's reciprocity or across the board deductible that applies to that. You know, Cigna, Aetna, both of those we have fairly good luck with at this point. Um, really the ones that we end up with more challenges are going to be those state-based Medicaid plans. And we really are trying hard to sweep the country with them, but it's a lot of no's happening right now. <laughs> but we're, we're, Trying. So,
0: okay. I know that you mentioned that with the pre authorizations, that can add time to the process, like 15 to 45 days. So, overall, what is the average length of time it takes from submitting that form to getting your wagon if it's approved?
1: Yeah. So, I want to be really upfront and honest that. Like again, we've been struggling with like staffing and keeping up with the the influx of calls and all of that. So recently, we've created a, a new email that's being checked 24 hours a day that you can now contact. That's on our website, so that someone can respond via email instead of the phones because they get really unhinged on us. And truly, we only have a staff of about five or six. And DME is not our sole business. Like we also run a retail location. We've opened a second one. We have an online store. So we we're really trying to keep up with that growth. About 10 days to get the the verification back. Now, if it comes back approved, and you've got a prescription, we're shipping out your wagon. So that's that if it comes back and needs that prior auth, you know, we might be looking at a couple months before it really gets fully completed. But I would say like on the really good end, like two weeks. And, you know, if you're looking at a longer run, it could be up to a couple months.
0: And you mentioned before that sometimes the insurance will deny it. Is there anything that could be done to either try again with like additional paperwork or something or maybe prepare in advance to increase your chances of that not getting denied? Or is there really just nothing you can do about that?
1: Yeah, this is a really good question because like on our side, there isn't a lot we can do about it. So when we do that soft verification, If it just comes back, you have zero out of network benefits, you know, and that's that we'll get a denial on the soft side of it. But you know, if you want to be proactive, you can call your insurance company first. And I absolutely recommend this giving them a call and then literally saying, we know that there's not a provider in network. And we want this device because it works best for our child's needs. Is there any way we can get a one-time exception to have this provider treated as a network? I think if you're proactive with it, that can be really helpful, you know, and sometimes it doesn't work, but that that's one way. The other way, if it goes through a prior authorization and it comes back denied, we will automatically appeal it for you. And if we need additional documentation, you know, we'll go ahead and get it. Again, it's kind of up to your insurance company at that point. But making sure if you get one denial out of a prior authorization, I would have like your medical team follow up with them too. Sometimes you can do a peer to peer review. But if a lot of times if we're getting to that point, that denial does tend to stick. And sometimes it's drawing out that process of, like, the anxiety of, like, just not Mm -hmm. having it work. I mean, it's kind of, you know, at that point, a lot of times we'll tell parents, like, apply on Wonderfold's website for, like, their Wonder Cares program, where they pick families to give them to reach out to your your community members. You never know who's out there that might want to help. Like, we donate a lot locally. So there's a ton of other people who are going to have that same mindset of, like, we'd love to help a family that has medical, you know, high medical needs children. So, I mean, I think those things are all great ways to do it. I know it's hard to ask for help. I know sometimes people feel ashamed to ask for help, but there's tons of people waiting in the background being like, I see your struggle. Like I see you, like I see you trying to be this great mom and having a really difficult challenge in front of you. And I want to help. I don't know how, but like, I want to help. And if someone said, I, you know, I need a wagon, I'd be all over it. (laughs) So yeah, those are my little suggestions.
0: Yeah, I mean, I definitely have seen people kind of surprise gift a family in need with a wagon. So it does happen, and I think local community. We're big advocates of like reaching out to your local community and everybody kind of coming in to help each other out because that could be done a little more frequently, and people need to kind of start relying on each other a little more. And I think that that's a place where we could do that. But I do have some other questions really quickly. Um, one of them is what question do you tend to get more often or most often from people who are applying through this process? And what is your answer to that question typically.
1: Yeah, so I, th- I mean, the biggest question overall is probably like, why is my form taking so long? And so our answer to that question is because we, we don't have that like plug and play software. So we're calling all of them. The other question is actually in terms of like the HitPick code. So like, what is the code for this device? And E is an elephant, one, two, three, six. That one is is commonly, commonly asked. And then I'll just give a third one, which would be like getting your prescription ahead of time. I mean, if you happen to have a doctor. Doctor's appointment, great. But if you don't like going in for it before you know if you even have coverage, sometimes just amps up that disappointment.
0: That makes sense. I have just a couple more minutes here and I want to just come back to kind of answering or asking a little bit more about you specifically as a person. So (laughs) if you could be remembered for one thing with all the stuff that you do, what is it that you would want to be remembered by?
1: I think if I had to say, if I wanted to be remembered for one thing, it would be like leaving a footprint, like an impact on someone's life in just a positive way, being kind. Like, I think it's like the one free thing you can do in the world is to just try to be a decent human being and be kind. And I, that's what I would want to be looked back at is like, she cared, she had empathy, she was kind.
0: And I'm sure because you're in the online world, that can be challenging because <laughs> the online world is vicious. <laughs> I'm sure you've seen it. We've seen Aww. it. Everybody sees it. So I'm sure that um, I'm sure that at the end of the day, people will know you're a kind person because your mission is amazing and you're making a significant impact on many people's lives, the children, Mm -hmm. the parents, the families, I mean, you guys gave us the opportunity to not be stuck at home all the time Mm -hmm. and being able to actually live experiences with our kids, which is life altering. So I definitely think that you're making an impact. And (laughs)
1: hopefully, you know, that too. (laughs) (laughs) That's why we do it. It's what keeps me going when people are unkind. That's it. That's literally (laughs) like looking at the good, like, what are we doing? So yeah, definitely. (laughs) Is there anything else that you would like to share with us? That I may not Um, have mentioned before. I mean, I think you did a great job covering it all. And just knowing like that at the end of the day, we do care. And like, we'll do anything in our human power to be able to help you with it. Like there's a lot of people, you know, working in the background, trying to make it happen for you if we can. We don't like saying no. I'm not a no-sayer. So like, know that if we have to give you the no, it's painful in my gut. Like I hate it with passion. So, (laughs) Quick, before we wrap up, Mm -hmm. can you tell my listeners where they can find you and your store? Yeah, absolutely. So I mean, easiest way to find us nationally, babiesonbroadway.com. It's B-A-B-Y-S on broadway.com. If you're checking out the pediatric ambulatory devices, it's going to be click on the homepage. It's pediatric ambulatory devices, pretty self-explanatory. We're located in downtown Little Falls, Minnesota, and you can give us a call at 320-639-2229. It's actually 320-639-BABY. It's Falls. So yeah. <laughs> are you guys also on like Facebook or anything oh, like yeah. that? I know. I forget my social media. Of course we are. <laughs> um so I've got Facebook for sure. We've got Instagram. I'll tell you a dirty secret. If you really want to reach me and get a quick answer, evening time on Instagram. I'm almost always the one who answers that. So it pops on my phone and I'm very OCD and I have insomnia. So I will tend to answer your questions middle of the night.
0: (laughs) You realize how many people are going to see this, right?
1: (laughs) It's totally fine. You're totally fine. Hit me up. I'm bored usually. So
0: (laughs) perfect. Well, thank you so much. This has been really informational and I just know that this is going to help a lot of parents out. Hopefully it'll help you out because you won't have to have as many questions that you'll have to answer over and over again. So we will basically just share this out with everyone. And thank you so much. I really appreciate everything you're doing. Yeah, thank you for having me. This has been Embracing Autism IRL, our video spin-off series. Make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash at autismwish that's youtube.com slash the at symbol autism wish to watch this video interview and others every month. And don't forget to click that notification bell to be alerted of new live streams and content. Tune in next week as we drop the trailer for season seven of the Embracing Autism podcast and follow us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter at autism wish to catch our season finale live Q&A session where we'll answer your questions. If you need support, don't forget to join our monthly parent support group. You can find this and other resources on our website at www.autismwish.org by navigating to the resources tab. If you'd like to leave us a voice message, feel free to drop by at speakpipe.com slash embracing autism and leave your message for an opportunity for it to show up in a future episode. This is Embracing Autism.